the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Best Day Ever podcast with the ladies of the fish and KPDQ. I'm Kat Taylor, and in this episode, Crystal Thornton and I had a chance to sit down and chat with comedian Amy Barnes when she was here uh, just a little while ago for our ladies' night out, and we got to catch up with her before the show started. She had her 13-year-old daughter, Rocket, with her in the room. They travel together when they can, and Amy was such a joy to be around. She was so easygoing. So much fun, as you can imagine, and it was really great to hear her story. Uh, So Crystal and I sat down with her, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, well, we're just going to get started. Um, Amy, I'm Crystal Thornton. I'm the afternoon drive personality for the fish. I have been in North Carolina, got allergies, so my voice is jacked. That's all right. That happens when you move here, right? I know. And then Kat Taylor. Yes, I do the I middays, and then I also do the music director there. So okay, yeah, she gets that's who we are. She get to, you get to make the good stuff. Well, yeah, like Chris stars and I, my PD. Yeah, right. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, what we learned about you is that Amy, of course, uh, Amy Barnes is an engineer turned comedian. She started her stand up career in Seattle, appearing at comedy clubs around town while working days as an engineer in aerospace. It wasn't long before she had to choose between the two career paths. And in a striking blow to the girls in STEM movement, (laughs) she chose comedy. But you know what? Let's not get it twisted. Comedy is not easy. No. I mean, writing the material that you have to write and to hope that the audience is going to respond has to be kind of scary, but at the same time exciting because I cannot imagine anything more thrilling than to be in front of a live audience and seeing that and feeling that energy when they do get what you're talking about. When it works, yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I took some time off kind of in the middle of the comedy career. I I was primarily writing for other people in LA. And then I got to the point where I was so frustrated that they weren't telling the jokes. I'm like, I'm going to tell my own yeah, jokes. Yeah, I can so do it better. <laughs> I'm like, back on stage again. I'm like, we got to do this right. So, yeah. And she's done it for a lot of great yeah. people. Jack Black. Wow. Okay, come on. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, that, my son is going to love you just just from that. Morgan yeah. Freeman. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Did he get any of them right? Um, well, to be honest, I didn't really write jokes for Morgan Freeman. I, 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 I can't speaking, remember. So I know. I trying to make him sound, you know, How good, awesome so. is that to work with those kind of folks, right? Great. And, you know, it makes you, it's so easy as a writer, too, because for the most part, they they could say anything. You right. know what I mean? Like, they're going to take Read you Read the, the phone book. It's not like you have to write, you know, presidential speeches for them. You know, they, yeah. they know what they're doing, for sure. Well, here's the other thing. Besides being a comedian, this woman is a mom. Mm-hmm. She is a PTA president. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she is a YMCA mom. Know, yeah. She is a, 
Okay, wait a minute. Dance Mom. I'm a dance mom. Do you watch the show? Did you watch the show? Yes. Oh, come on. Terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, my God. Do you know what we're talking about? I know you do. You got a theater daughter as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, how do you juggle all of this? Well, here's how the dance thing came about because I, um, that was not my intention. I was never a dancer. I didn't think I was going to have a dancer. It's just I had a friend and she had another, a little girl the same age as mine at the time and she said, hey, we got to do this recital because they do it at the big theater and the kids get great costumes and the pictures are amazing and you're going to want them. And I said, all right. So I put her in this little ballet class for that reason and that reason only. And she never left. Wow. wow. I tried to put her in other stuff. I enrolled her in volleyball camps. And I'm like, let's try. <laughs> we, we tried a soccer team and she's like, mom, this is all, all I want to dance. Yeah. I, I, you dance. Know, so I know how to make a bun now. I never knew how to do that before. <laughs> oh, that's I, can, I can do a bun. <laughs> Well, I have a boy, and I was the dancer. I was the one that wanted to go on Broadway. And I'm still trying to figure out what his passion is. Um, he can do just about anything, but man, How old is he? he's 13. Oh, yes. Yeah, 13, yeah. yeah. It's a great, interesting, fun, scary age. Mm. <laughs> Yes. But don't you feel like it's other people that may... You go in with this fear because of everything you've heard. Mm-hmm. Right. Not because of the kid you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I got there and I thought, this is not nearly as bad. Yeah. People feel that the teen be. years, they're going to be terrible. You know, brace yourself. And right. It's like a like a roller coaster or something where you're so scared waiting in line and then you ride the ride and you're like, all right, there's some ups and downs, but, you know, that's fun. It's good. Right? right? Do you keep a pad and pencil or, um, I don't know, a recorder with you? And do you see, how do you come up with this crazy, funny comedy that we all relate to? Well, I do now keep a pad with me because, you know, I'm a mom and my mind is gone. So I, I used to be able to just remember <laughs> yeah. stuff and then I could get on stage that night and do the material. Now I got to write it down or I'm never going to remember what happened. But definitely, I mean, you know what? I um, I was listening to um, Tammy Pescatelli. I don't know, she's a really funny comedian the other night. And she was saying that she felt like her comedy got better when she had less time for it. Mm. Yeah. Because it became more real, right? Yeah. And I thought, oh, I totally, that's exactly what happened to me when I got really busy and I had kids and I have a family and mm-hmm. all this stuff now. I don't have time to sit and think about stuff all the time. I just have to talk about what's really yeah. happening. And then you realize, oh, that's what people wanted to hear. Yeah. And all they along, give you a lot right? of material. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, man. So yeah. how do you balance it all? I mean, do you find that there's a work life, you know, mom balance or no? I don't really think there is such a thing. And if you have found it, kudos. I mean, I, I, I mean, even my son was in a play last week and it was a huge production and I was the volunteer coordinator on the play. You always get roped into something. Of course. And I, I mean, it was like, I, nothing else got done the entire week mm-hmm. because I was working on, you know, it was tech week and then it was shows. And, and you just think, I know other people have a plan. Like they, they meal plan. You know, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like they've got freezer meals set right. aside for that particular week. And yes. you know, I, but I have not been able to figure that out. Oh, so I, I'm so thankful. I mean, I, I have my parents close by and my mom and dad will just step in to help mm. whenever, however. And then I have... I, I mean, I'm sure you all have wonderful husbands, but I think I have the world's greatest husband. Yeah, he really well, is just, like, he's game for anything. And so whenever he just recognizes, I think, when I need it, when there's, you know, when yeah. he needs to step in and start, you know, making lunches. Mine's a pilot, so when he comes home, he's asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a different sort of But he's a good, yeah, he's a good yeah, guy, yeah. though. When he's awake, he's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Told you I was going to give you, you some get to travel. You get to travel, right? That's, right. That's right. Well, your husband's a comedian as well. He is a comedian, yeah. yeah. He uh, And a writer. So right now he's primarily working on that. So he's working on a pilot right now um, that he's been... You ever thought about doing something together? 
Well, we do. We actually, um, we, for like, we started out about 10 years ago, we did a show in a theater called um, The Funny Mooners. It was a show about the first year of marriage. And um, a friend of ours who owned all the improv comedy clubs, he bought this theater and said, I want you guys to write a show for it. So we did that. And then we did marriage events, like just for, wow. you know, we, for like, wow. I mean, we still do occasionally. I mean, I would say probably we do 15, probably a year. It's a totally different act because we're mm. both on stage the whole time. Um, and that was a real learning experience to share the stage with him. That was probably the hardest thing. Yeah. But, but now we're so much better at marriage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you worked that on stage. We got that, you know, sorted out how to take turns oh. and be nice to each other. You know, that made our marriage better, I think. Mother's Day. Do your kids, you know, do they do anything special for you? Do you want anything special for Mother's Day? You know, I mean, they always do. You right. know, like their dad hooks me up for sure. But that, um, I, we don't, I'm usually working yeah. <laughs> Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> Uh, so, and I, I just, I appreciate so much how much they love me all year mm. long that I, you know, I, I don't feel slighted when I'm not home for Mother's Day and, you know, I, I just, I don't, but I do recognize the importance of it. And I feel sometimes guilty that I don't maybe show up better for my own mom mm. on Mother's Day. So <laughs> I don't know, well. figure, I'm always trying to figure out who will deliver things. That's always my, right. you know, yeah. best Mother's Day gift ever. That's hard. I know, but I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> It's hard, I'm, and I'm feeling bad because my daughter's sitting right over here. <laughs> Probably something she made you when she is. was little. That's right. <laughs> Probably. Oh yeah, I do still have a magnet on my refrigerator. That's a picture of her and I from Mother's Day, and it was right after my son was born, and mm. so she had just become, you know, a sibling, which was probably the hardest time of her life. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I look at that picture and I just remember all of the, you know, all of her sorrow. Isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Isn't it amazing that the best gifts are either handmade, mm-hmm. homemade, or written. Oh, like yeah. the poems yeah, or yeah. a handprint or a plate that may not be perfect, but you know that it was done with love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have, my son has been doing self-portraits for me since he was Ooh. very young. And oh, I have a collection nice. of them. And they actually look really nice on the wall now because they have nice frames. I and mean, you know, you put a collection of anything together. Yeah. It looks good. It looks great. Right. Right. Yeah. It's very they get better here, And I love it because it's such a representation of who he is and where he's at. You know, in his development and mm-hmm. his life. And so I've been, yeah. How, right. how old is he? He's 10. 10, okay. He just turned 10. So you have a 10 and a 13-year-old? Yeah. Do they think you're funny? <laughs> she's not even looking <laughs> up for her butt. You asked that question. She didn't even believe. She's she didn't even look up for her She's like, I'm not there. even in this conversation, okay? <laughs> I, I think that they both have a healthy respect for the fact that this is the way mom pays the bills. Right. Yes. They understand. <laughs> and they, they know it. that, you know, the things they have are because their mom makes people laugh. But I, I think we laugh a lot at our house. Who know, is think, most like you? The son or the daughter? My daughter. My okay. daughter is most like me. Huh? She's like, yeah. one. Mm, oh, yeah. Her grandma would say that for sure. Wow. Her grandma would say that. And, and she jokes about it sometimes. My mom jokes about that a little bit too. But she, my mom and I are so very different. Mm. And she really thanks God that my daughter and I have each other because she feels like, you know, she got the mom that was probably the mom I needed that she didn't, you know, because Mm -hmm. we have so little in common. I love her. We're very different. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a lot like your dad? (sighs) You know, (laughs) I think looking back, I think I am probably Mm. more like my dad. I mean, I see things I do that are like him and I think I see things I do that are like my mom too, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I gave them a run for their money. <laughs> oh, I know. Sure. I, you know, I, that you just know, leads I'm, right into my next question. Yeah. How did they feel when you said, hey, mom and dad, you know, I know I've got this degree and 
aerospace engineering. But I've decided I'm going to do comedy. What was their reaction? You know, surprisingly, they were very supportive. I think they felt like I had that to fall back on. Yeah. You know, that they were glad they, that I had that as sort of, you know, of my insurance policy. But I, um, I know that my parents have always had a real um, confidence in me. They've mm. always really believed in me. And um, I've always sort of felt like whether or not this is what they actually believed, I felt like they believed mm-hmm. I could do it. Yeah. And that, you know, made a lot of difference to me, I think, for sure. It gave me a lot of confidence. Yeah, that's so special when you have your parents behind you like that. And even on the days when you think, oh, what am I doing? I can't stick with this, that they're like, no, you you got it. You can do it. You know, stay with it. Yeah. How do you like the, would would people call you a Christian comedian? Is that okay with you? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'll identify with Jesus Christ first always because I'm thankful that he would identify with me, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so you call me that every day. I mean, I do struggle sometimes to figure out what I'm supposed to do with what I'm able to do. You know, I, because I came out of comedy clubs, it was a lot easier. You just go in and tell jokes and that's the end of your story. And now churches have been opening their doors to me and, and, you know, encouraging them and invite people to come, you know, because it's hopefully a place they can see what it's like to just be together and be connected and laugh, you know, and I love to be useful in that way, but I don't always, I, I don't know that I know yet exactly what, I'm supposed to do in a church that would be that's different you know does that make sense yeah, yeah. I totally but you yeah. know what I think that um, you're calling you know you're calling you know your passion and the fact that you make women and men because there's a whole lot of men that are mad that this is a ladies night out <laughs> I know, it's all good I but know, no I that know. you know there is such joy and mm. there's so much positive in making people laugh yeah um, and I think in today's society it's something that is so needed mm-hmm. uh, with everything that's going on in the world. Um, if you don't know what your calling is, let us just kind of remind you. You are, <laughs> you are doing it, okay? Oh, because when you. I hear you and I share that with mm-hmm. folks, it's so much easier to say, hey, come out and check out this Christian comedian when she has me boiled over. And I'm like, mm-hmm. please don't make me cough. Because I'm at that age where yeah. it won't be pretty. I know. I, okay, always, I do that like, reminder before the show to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you oh, need to like, yes. leave yourself. Oh, I actually was doing a show in Nashville and a lady, um, she, her water broke. Like she was like, oh, no. her water broke. Oh, and wow. yeah, she had to go to the hospital. Oh, she had her baby no. that night. That was probably, like, I, I felt very proud. Yes. I got really accomplished something that night. <laughs> and I could sell it that way from now on. Oh, like, if you're trying to start labor, this is you see my show, right? That's right. You are from Seattle. I've been Puyallup. Really? I grew up in Puyallup. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I've never even heard of that city. It took me a while to learn how to say it. Wow. I've been in Portland now two and a half years. This is my second trip to Portland. Um, 18 years ago, I was here. I was a news anchor at Coin TV. And I love bringing cities together. Mm. So I like to hear what Seattle thinks of Portland. I know what I think of Seattle. Um, as the big sister, you know, and so what is your impression of Portland and how do you, I mean, do you come down here at all? You know, we haven't, so I haven't been here since we moved back. And I, I mean, I've been to Portland probably in my life a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I think that most of my impression of Portland has been formed by Portlandia or, you know, absolutely. I mean, a lot of that is true. Yeah. Yeah, I hope, uh, I'm changing the perception. I'm just playing. (laughs) Right. I everywhere I go, I'm looking for birds on stuff. right. Birds oh, on no. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, and I think of Powell's books. We hear about that a Powell's lot up is there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's all I know. I feel like I need to probably discover a little bit more. Discover, yeah, important. and I'll come up I, to Seattle too. Yeah. Seattle is fun. I, I mean, I think we both have a lot of the same things going on, good yeah. and bad. Yeah, you know, in both places. Same vibes. Yeah, same vibes. Yeah. Um, how do you want to be remembered? Like when I'm dead? No. Or just when I leave Portland tonight. (laughs) When you leave Portland tonight. Let's be clear on that question. But you can answer both if you want. (laughs) All right. You know, I, um, comedy is a tricky thing. And, you know, my greatest prayer as I'm doing shows like this is always this, that the words would all be received as they were intended. You know, that no one would ever hear something in them that I didn't mean for them to hear that might hurt someone. You know, I mean, that's, that mm-hmm. can be a tricky thing with comedy. So I just hope that everyone who comes to a show like this feels like it was the right place for them to be that night. I hope they all feel like they were in a community of women tonight. It's going to be all women that have something in common with them because they all laughed at the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they all realize that they're kind of going through the same things. And then it makes them, it makes them think about a place or finding a place like this where they can come back and be connected like that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So awesome. That's, yeah. That's my hope. One more thing. Um, any encouragement to a mom out there who's just struggling with just day to day life? Um, uh, has dreams, has goals, but just doesn't really know whether or not she can juggle the two and realize that dream. Oh, man, life is hard, right? Especially with kids. And I, I always just say, just prioritize right. You mm-hmm. know, I, I mean, we made a decision a long time ago that I was going to put my kids and our family first. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and God still blessed the gifts that he had given me. Yeah. You know, he still said, I'm going to make a way for you. Even though I said, I'm not going to take every opportunity. I'm going to walk away from that TV offer. I'm going to sit, you know, and I, I made those choices and he still took what he had given me and turned it into something. So I think if you set your priorities, right, then everything will work out the way he wants it to yeah. in the end. For sure. Amen. Yeah. Falls into place. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we enjoy doing it. Amy Barnes was such a joy to be around. And thanks for finding us. The Best Day Ever podcast. You can find it on thefishportland.com, kpdq.com. And also we have a Facebook page now as well. The Best Day Ever Portland. And thank you for being here and have the best day ever. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.